welcome to a very special CMP podcast series where we will take a look at Second Sunday. Founded in 1993, Second Sunday was a discussion group for Black and bisexual men in Atlanta. This podcast is a part of a series of programs CMP is launching to commemorate the legacy of such an important part of Atlanta's Black LGBTQ history. Hello, everyone. I'm Charles Stevens, the host, and we are recording this show on the web. This season, we're going to focus on Second Sunday, a Black gay men's organization based in Atlanta. And I'm here with Anthony Antoine, who is someone I met through Second Sunday. He's going to be our guest today. Anthony, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you, Anthony? Thank you, Charles. I really appreciate it. Who am I? As a grown man, and I've made it to 50, something I never thought I would see over the years, an activist, a community activist on the front lines of HIV and testing, management, prevention, research. I'm an artist, so I've put out music on the front lines of the LGBT music scene and a poet. Uh, part of the Adobe Muse, a gay Negro ensemble. And now I consider myself retired. I embrace the identity of being retired. But when I say retired, I get to do the work that I'm passionate about. And now that is as founder of the Michael Anthony Foundation that honors my late husband. So I am many things over the years. Tell us about Second Sunday and what your role was within Second Sunday. Second Sunday for me, I always explain Second Sunday as part of the journey that helped to save my life. When you think about being a young Black gay person without having a home or really being able to find your way in your identity, once I moved to Atlanta, I quickly got connected to Second Sunday and found a home. And when I say found a home, Second Sunday was a part of supporting just me learning who I am as a person, being very comfortable with myself and my sexuality, also encouraging me to be connected to others who were like me and then encourage being connected to community work. And so for me, Second Sunday was just a part of that journey that helped to uplift me as a Black gay man and connected me to community and supported my journey and being okay with myself. And then also supported the journey of being connected to community in a way that would help me do the work and encourage others to be okay with themselves. And so I think I've been a version of every Second Sunday that occurred since I got to town. And I've been in Atlanta since 1998, lived here ever since. Definitely by 1999, I was connected to Second Sunday, sometimes facilitating conversations because that's what I did in my work at 8 Atlanta, which is where I worked and mentioned 8 Atlanta because they just supported me in doing community work, being connected to Second Sunday. That was all a part of the work. So oftentimes I was either facilitator of conversations, somehow connected to the board, definitely ensuring that people made it to the room. So, you know, whatever that was for promotion at that time, and then also ensuring that some snacks and food made it to the room. So I played different parts in Second Sunday over the many years. But again, I uplifted as a part of the journey, my connection to community and and what helped to save my life. Why I was able to say I am now 50 and I feel a grown man is because of some of those years back then that helped to support my survival. What was your first Second Sunday meeting like? Could you tell our viewers about the first time you walked into a Second Sunday meeting? And you could say also where it was held and some of the people you remember from that meeting. 
Sure. So when I talk about my first second Sunday, and it's interesting now that I reflect back on it and it being so significant and it becoming such a significant part of my life, my first second Sunday meeting would have probably been at and I say probably only because, you know, now is many years later, but I do remember going to a second Sunday meeting and I oftentimes say that I likely never met Tony Daniels, but maybe was in the same room in 1998, would have been my first second Sunday meeting. And it was quite a few black gay men there. And I remember just being overwhelmed and a confirmation that I am in a city that would support me in my journey. And so it was a part of like, wow, this many black gay men are meeting and not just meeting without purpose, meeting to talk about the issues that matter to us, meeting and, you know, connecting with one another. And that's what I was looking for. And so it shifted me, my whole energy. I think that along with some of the other activities that was going on in 1998 was why I chose to stay in Atlanta and why Atlanta is so important to me. And so I just needed to be in a place where this many Black gay men could actually come out of the shadows and not just meet in homes or in these secret spaces, but in an open forum where we could all sit together and be about something more than just connecting in the bedrooms or this secret life that many of us may have had up until that point. So Second Sunday just connected me to a lot of Black gay men who were headed in the same direction that I was and that was willing to talk about it and sit in open spaces and do some community work as well. I think I preceded you a bit the first time I went to Second Sunday, and I think I shared this with you. I was 15 years old. Wow, it was yes. Summer, mm-hmm, it was the summer of 1996. I had learned about Second Sunday through a teen group. And I hope I don't get nobody in trouble, actually, now that I think about it. (laughs) (laughs) But there was a teen group at what was then the Atlanta Gay and Lesbian Center in Midtown. And I used to go to some of those meetings. So I went to one of the meetings. This was probably, I think, fall 95. And there was a guy that used to hang out at the teen group. And I don't think he was a teenager. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But we were talking after one of the groups. And he told me there was a group called Second Sunday. And it was just Black men. And when he told me that, Anthony, you would have thought that, I mean, I was like, really? Because I couldn't even fathom there being a group of Black men. Because, you know, the teen group at the Gant Lesbian Center was like mostly white people. Sure. There's like maybe three or four black people in the group. And I was from Southwest Atlanta. So my relationship to my blackness, I think, was a little different than anyway. I'm not going to get into that. But (laughs) (laughs) so I went to the meeting at Virginia Highlands Church. This was summer 96. It took a few months before I got up the courage to go. And Anthony, it was like, yeah, it was like a room full of black men. And I was (laughs) probably (laughs) terrified. But I felt. I kind of bookmarked it because I didn't come back again for a few years. I didn't come back again until I was 18, <laughs> which they probably would have welcomed, actually, because I think if they knew how old I was, they probably would have put me out or redirected me. Anthony, could you just say a little bit about, do you remember, what were some of the topics you remember? Second Sunday was known to have these incredible topics. What were some of the topics that you remember? Oh, gosh, it's so many topics. But I do remember as far as topics, we would always come back to or something underlying with all of the topics. And I think there was a different viewpoint on coming out. And so whatever topic Second Sunday would address, it would always come from a different perspective of there are some people in the room, for example, who 
were like me and was looking to be out in all areas of my life. And that would always bump up against those of us that made it to Second Sunday, even made it to the room and felt comfortable there, but maybe wasn't out in other areas of their life. Or, you know, were you out to your family? And so I think that always was an underlying current. And I think also we think about like, and and still to this day, when you think about social media, soon as I hit a topic about love and relationships, that always generates so much engagement yeah. because I think many of us wanted to figure out like not just how to be ourselves, but also how to engage with another black gay man and make a relationship happen. So relationship topics coming out, certainly church and identity, intimate partner violence, community activism. Another thing I would have to say about Second Sunday was that would be a way. It occurred on Second Sunday. And so each month we would take a moment to also just allow for, you know, just community happenings, announcements. And so that was another way we could learn about what else might be going on in community and keeping us active. So tons of topics I can think of. I am trying to think about the first time I met you. I do remember Anthonyisms, right? And one of my favorite Anthonyisms, I'm going to publish a book one day of my favorite Anthony <laughs> Tell our viewers about Monopoly. Do you remember that? Monopoly, how you would talk about Monopoly and compare it to dating. Do you remember that? So I talk about the best relationship advice ever. Uh And uh it's the idea of you can't walk up to a game of Monopoly, start throwing out Uno cards and expect to win. Uh (laughs) That was just one of the things that helped support. I kind of lead that as like the relationship advice that kind of supported me along the way. And I've kind of mentioned it along the way. But that idea that if you see a group of people playing a certain game, either you have to decide you're not playing that game or learn and understand the rules in order to sit at the table and work within those rules in order to impact change. Like some of us, a lot of times using the metaphor, carrying it out, would like literally walk up to a game of Monopoly and start throwing out Una cards and wondering why your draw four isn't making the big difference. <laughs> like that's not helping you win the game. And so I don't know if that's what you were headed for, but that's one of the things that stands out for me. Were there ever moments where you wanted to step back from Second Sunday or times when you felt mm, disappointed? Absolutely. So for me, my heart for Second Sunday was the meeting itself. And I say this in regards to any of the community activist work or in leadership. For me, my heart was always, can we make a meeting happen on Second Sunday? Will there be enough people in the room? Will there be snacks? And will it be engaging enough for someone to want to come back? And that was always my heart and energy. Now, at different points in time, people wanted a more organized board, and that didn't always happen. And while I participated in some of those quote unquote board meetings, my heart was always for can we make the meeting happen itself? Will food be there? Will people be there? Will we be engaging? Will it be a space that people can come in and feel safe and engage in the conversation and it being an uplifting experience? And so I wasn't always happiest with Second Sunday with the starts and stops of the board itself and being more organized or registered as a nonprofit or 501c3 status. And I could ride with that But my energy was always for the meeting itself. And sometimes I would wrestle with my entanglement with, you know, that I want to lead a meeting or can facilitate a discussion or make sure food shows up in the room doesn't mean that I should be in this lane of also making a nonprofit happen. 
there should be people leading that and that know how to do that and can drive that bus. And so that's where I became frustrated along the way with Second Sunday. I wish I could paint a picture of Anthony, just how I saw you. Like, I remember there being this moment where you were the Deeper Love program coordinator at Aid Atlanta, and Deeper Love was a Black gay men's HIV prevention program at Aid Atlanta for a number of years. You were a part of Adobe Muse. You were, I'm not sure if you were a chair of Second Sunday, but I know you were a very visible leader of Second Sunday. It's almost like you were just everywhere, like you were that dude, <laughs> and just being in awe of all the amazing leadership you provide. And then you were doing other stuff, too, like. I think every march that happened in Atlanta in the early aughts, you were a part of or leading. It's interesting. And I really appreciate you saying that, Charles. You know, as again, as a grown man, I reflect back on some of those years. And yes, I was active and engaged in a lot of areas and hats. I mean, you know, even as a poet or as an artist as well, I think all of it is a collective part that leads me to who I am today. But again, I did that work because it saved my life. And it also ensured that I have lifelong friends now, yourself included, like someone that knows me then and knows me today. And I think about, you know, like a Dodie Muse, Duncan and Malik or Craig Washington, or just so many people that I can name that it wasn't a surface relationship. Maurice Cook, my God, like in the middle of a second Sunday, I always tell this story. One of my first second Sundays along the way, and this would have been 1999, I had put out a single my first public out gay single called Dante's Got a Man Too. It was a play oh, on. I remember <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> and so it was a play on Shante Moore's Shante's Got a Man. And Maurice had heard the song, loved me, already connected to me. But when he looked at the cover of it, he said, how are you going to have somebody else design a cover and not have me do it? And the funny thing about that, maybe I knew at the time or maybe I didn't. I didn't know so much. But, you know, Maurice over the years has, you know, designed so much stuff for so much of what activism and community work has happened in Atlanta. And from that point on, from that conversation on at a second Sunday, Maurice Cook has designed every cover since then. I still work with him still to this day. And so I only mention that because that kind of gives you the type of friendships and connections that occurred from way back when. That was a conversation in 1999. And it's now, you know, 20 years later, 21 years later. And Maurice Cook still designs my CD cover still to this day and a whole bunch of other stuff for me. So those kind of connections were what occurred in Second Sunday. Best friendships were formed in. And, you know, people that I've known for the last 21 years, those relationships started there at Second Sunday. What's your happiest memory of Second Sunday? So many, so many. The Maurice Cook story would be one of them. I know a happy memory. It's so many. I mean, for me, whenever... I would be in the middle. I don't I don't know if I'm a name one. I, I would just say, again, my connection to Second Sunday, the amount of times that I facilitated a conversation and someone I didn't expect to come through the room would show up, someone that maybe I had invited or I just knew wouldn't show up. And when the light bulbs would go off, when people would think about something differently than they had thought about it before coming into the room. And there are points in the middle of facilitating a conversation where you feel good about, oh, wow, this is going the way I intended it. This is having the impact that I wanted it to. And so I definitely remember a number of times where Second Sunday, I had that feeling that this is making a difference. This is having impact. This conversation is meaningful. Yeah, I don't know if I have a single happy memory, but I definitely remember being very, just feeling really affirmed there. 
and in part you like I could never figure out why you were always so like supportive like you <laughs> I don't know like I hear I know so many of our folks we don't always have the most uplifting experiences in community sometimes we come into community and don't feel affirmed or valued but I mean, I just remember like, you know, you always complimenting things I would say or what, and I don't even think the stuff I was saying was all that deep, but whatever, <laughs> like you would like no, so supportive. Think about it. And so if I paint a picture of you, you know, <laughs> I felt like you're younger than me, but I always felt like I would oftentimes say I would hang on your every word. And so whenever you would show up, whenever you would speak, I really was in awe of you. I was like, wow, at this age, you're already way ahead of us. And so that's the way I felt about you and every Everything that you've done in community since, and especially with the Counter Narrative Project, I think at those earlier years when we first connected, I could see that. I didn't know exactly what would happen. I didn't know how your journey would go. But everything that you do, I'm not even surprised because whenever you would speak, I knew that this stuff was coming. Thank you. Well, that's it, folks, for our discussion about Second Sunday. Anthony, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Do you have any final things you want to leave with our listeners before? No, I would just say thank you for doing this. This is so important. Second Sunday was important. And I'm just so happy that I found Atlanta and found Second Sunday and was a part of the history. Awesome. And certainly, if you're a listener to this podcast, we'll have several episodes where we'll discuss the history of Second Sunday, what it means for the community, what it means for Atlanta. It's all about remembrance. Please follow CNP on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CNP Tribe. And you can find us on the web at our website at thecounternarrative.org. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.